You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. Seeing the face of God is the title of this devotion. Of course, we think about Moses, who was there at the burning bush. And let me read that to you. I love love that part of the scripture. I can never get enough of it when I read it. I just find it awesome every time. So listen, uh, chapter 3 of Exodus, verse 1. Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the back of the desert and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of a bush. So he looked and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. One thing you learn out of this, that whatever is assimilated in the nature of God cannot be destroyed. Whatever becomes one with the nature of God cannot be destroyed, but what cannot become one with it is consumed by the very nature of God, by the very glory of His fire. And this you will find specifically spoken about in 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, where when the glory of the Lord appears for those who are eagerly waiting for Him, we who have his life in us will become made manifest by his glory and will be taken up into his glory because we're assimilated already by him. We're one with him by his spirit. But those who are not one with him will be consumed by the fire of his glory, by the fire of his presence. You read it, 2 Thessalonians chapter 1. It's quite a real thing. So in other words, how we live today makes all the difference to what will happen when we see him. So here the angel of the Lord appeared in a flame of fire and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, wow, I will now turn aside to see this great sight, why the bush does not burn. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am. And he said, do not draw near this place. Take your sandals off your feet, for the place where you stand is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses, important point, hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon the Lord. He hid his face. You see, when the Lord begins to manifest himself, it ought to, um, there ought to be corresponding action and a reaction in us. And natural reaction is that we say, woe is me, like Isaiah said in chapter six of Isaiah, woe is me, I'm undone. That means I I feel like a stranger in this glory. I, I feel like I don't belong here. That is the nature of sin that is in our flesh that makes us feel separate from God. But then the saving mercies of the blood of Jesus come and reconcile us to God, which is the only way. 
But you see, it is actually a sign of true holiness when you cannot arrogantly come up to God and just face Him. When you cannot just say, well, I'm going to talk to the Most High and, and, and sort Him out by everything He's you know, you, nobody will do that. Nobody. I know there's people that act that way in their absolute deprived conscious and blinded conscious. They don't know the Almighty, so they talk about Him as if He's just anybody. But my goodness, the Lord is holy. The Lord is holy, and His holiness, while beautiful, is consuming fire. And Moses felt that lower nature of his. And the Lord immediately said to him, if you do want to stand here where I am, then you got to take away what separates you from me. Take the shoes off your feet. Don't let anything separate you. Oh, praise the Lord. If you truly want to draw near to God, then you got to separate yourself from that which separates you from him. And, and you know, I find it so wonderful if I look at chapter 34, right, of Exodus, that he, Moses says to the Lord, show me now your glory, now that he's come back. He says to the Lord, show me now your glory, Lord. Let me, let me, I, I missed a verse that I was meaning to read to you, verse 12. And the Lord said to him, while Moses is standing there by the burning bush, hiding his face, he said to him, I will certainly be with you. And this shall be the sign to you that I have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God on this mountain. You know, I love the sweetness of God. Moses, he was hiding his face. He was feeling so unworthy. And the Lord says, I will show that I am the one with you. And when you come back, you will serve me on this mountain. And look how he served the Lord on the mountain when he said to the Lord, Lord, show me now your glory. And then it says here in verse 5, And the Lord descended, of chapter 34, in the cloud and stood with him there and proclaimed the name of the Lord. And the Lord passed before Moses and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord, God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering, abounding in goodness and truth. Five attributes of the, the divine nature. Merciful and gracious, long-sufferings, abounding in goodness and truth. And God revealed himself to Moses. And then look, now it was so, verse 29 of chapter 34. When Moses came down from the mountain with the two tablets of the testimony, Moses did not know that the skin of his face shone, for he had talked with God. Oh my goodness, what a good thing it is to be brought into fellowship with the Heavenly Father. And in chapter 12, it shows you what brought Moses into such intimacy with the Father, such direct contact, such open-faced fellowship, where he was seeing the face of God. What was it that he put away the veil? He had veiled himself in God's presence because he dared not to look upon him. He was afraid because of his fallen human nature. But now, now he was talking with him face to face. What was the change? What made him all of a sudden not be afraid in God's presence? Look at it. Here in Numbers chapter 12, verse 3. Now the man Moses was very humble 
more than all men who were on the face of the earth. And the Lord says, my servant Moses in verse 7, he is faithful in all my house. I speak with him face to face, even plainly and not in dark sayings. And he sees the form of the Lord. He sees the form of the Lord. I speak to him face to face, even plainly. In other words, everything I'm thinking, he thinks. Everything I contemplate, he contemplates. There's absolutely nothing separating us face to face. My glory is in him. His, his nature is in me. We're perfectly one. Why was that possible? Two things we see, but they're the same thing. Humility and faithfulness. The Bible talks about loving kindness, which means the steadfast love of the Lord, the unchangeable nature of His love that never ceases to be sufficient and His mercy is new every morning. It, it is the theme throughout the whole scripture. God is love. And Moses, in his absolute abandonment of self, in absolute submission to God, in absolute surrender to Him, in that humility that we see perfect in Jesus, he was there before God and he was faithful, consistent. He was faithful. He became established in God. He became steady in God. He didn't depart from it. He maintained in it day and night. And this is what the Heavenly Father is looking for in you and me. He wants us to embrace that grace of His glory. I'm going to read you two, two scriptures in closing. The first one is in Matthew 17, please. Matthew 17. And, and, I, and you find this also in Luke chapter 9, starting at around verse 20 or so. But this is Matthew 17, verse 1. You see a little bit, you see one little part that we get from Matthew, another part we get from Luke, and they both speak about the exact same thing. But here Matthew says, Now after six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John, his brother, and let, let them up a high mountain by themselves. You know, if you want to come into a greater intimacy with God, and, and that you see the face of God. You're seeing the face of God. In other words, it becomes clear to you. It becomes more evident to you. It becomes more real to you. You have to let the Lord draw you aside to Himself. You cannot come into such a intimacy without intimacy. You can't come into such a manifestation. You see, Moses had to go up on the high mountain by himself. Oh my goodness, was God strict about that. He said, anybody who comes near the mountain must die. Any animal who touches the mountain when you are in fellowship with me must die. I mean, God was really jealous to have Moses by himself and have no interference of anything or anybody. You read it in the book of Exodus and Numbers and Leviticus. Oh, how Moses lived in that intimacy. And if you want to come into a greater manifestation of the face of God in your life, then you've got to let him draw you up by yourself into a time with him. You got to have time with him in prayer and in fellowship on a day-to-day -day basis. 
It ought to be an exception when you don't and you miss it, you feel it in yourself. Oh, I'm hungry, I'm hungry for the Lord. I'm thirsty, I need to go spend time with Him. Jesus led them up on a high mountain by themselves and He was transfigured before them. You see, you want to come into that revelation of transfiguration that you've got to spend some time with God alone. The Bible talks again and again and again throughout the Old Testament about the prophets rising early, rising early. In the New Testament, you see constantly Jesus rose before dawn, rose before dawn. You could see about him spending sometimes all night in, in intercession and prayer. In Gethsemane, he said to Peter, John and James, can you not tarry with me for one hour? So one hour is kind of like your minimum, it's your 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 baseline of time in prayer. I know that doesn't maybe every time work for you, but Suzette and um, Wesley, the wife of John Wesley, while she had 12 children, spent the first hour with the Lord. I mean, I find that remarkable how she could do that with 12 kids, but she did. So um, somehow she found the time to have that time with the Lord, which probably helped her manage 12 kids because she needed the Lord strengthen her. He was transfigured before, and his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became white and glistening, and they heard the voice coming out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I'm well pleased to hear him. You know, if you want to see the face of God, then have time with him alone. So I told you two scriptures, and the last one is here in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, okay? 2 Corinthians 4, verse 6 and 7. Uh, maybe also a few more verses there. It is God who commanded light to shine out of darkness when He said, let there be light, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God as it is shining from the face of the Lord Jesus Christ. So that light that, of God that was shining off of the face of Jesus Christ, He's commanded to shine in your my heart by the Holy Spirit. My goodness, we have this treasure of this light of His life in these earthen vessels so that the excellence of the power may be of God and not ourselves. Always caring about in the body the dying of the Lord that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our bodies. Verse 10, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. Verse 11 says, wow. It makes me want to pray in the Holy Ghost when I think about this. That the life, that the life, that the life of the Lord Jesus also may be manifested in our bodies. So in other words, we embrace anything that provides a death to self so that the life of the Son of God may be manifest. Fair, not fair, right, not right. We embrace it and we feel the pains of dying to self, seeking self, and in, the spirit, in that suffering, the spirit of grace and glory begins to manifest upon us, as Peter says in 1 Peter chapter 5, I think it is. Wow, isn't this amazing? <laughs> oh, I love this time with you, and I thank you, and I really appreciate that you make the time to share this time with me, because every time I'm sitting here and, and I feel God's grace coming out to you, so I just want to thank you for spending time with me in these devotions. Have a good day.